0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this 24th day of January. Really nice day for this time of year here in the Nashville, Tennessee area, folks. i uh, got quite a bit I want to talk about tonight. Uh, how about the Bill O'Brien? Probably be the first story I'll talk about. He's decided to set the job up in New England, coming back there. That's huge. The blueprint. Is the blueprint for success uh, going through Philadelphia right now? We'll talk about that. Good scope, bad scope. And yes, I haven't forgot about the Shannon Sharp, uh story either between the incident he uh, that happened up in L.A. and more tonight on Sports Scope. I'll take a quick break and we'll be back here in a minute and 19 seconds. Hello, SportsCope followers. After five years of doing this program once a week, balancing a 60-hour workweek job, I've decided to do the program five days a week, one hour a night, taking a significant pay cut. So I've started a Patreon page, which is Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N slash SportsCope, spelled the same way at the bottom of the screen you see there, for $5 a month, 17 cents a day, you can help support the program. You ask yourself, "Why Sports Scope?" Well, I bring in such big names, uh, such as Al Borges, former Auburn offensive coordinator, and and I cover the big news uh, in sports that the corporate media will not cover. If you want to contribute more than five dollars a month, you can go use the Cash App. The cash tag is Sports Scope, again spelled the same way, or you can go to the Zelle app sports scope at gmail.com uh, sports scope has about five thousand followers and growing if you want to advertise on the program you can email me the word is sports scope spelled the same way again at gmail.com thank you and enjoy the program all right now i'm live here on all links everybody now so Bill O'Brien, this has been kind of in talks for weeks. I've read about it online through different. Uh, hey Pickles, uh, read about it online through different, uh, uh, either a college website or a professional football website, uh, writers and whatnot through Twitter or whatnot, saying that Bill O'Brien would be the favorite uh, for for the Patriots to bring him back to be the offensive coordinator now. Uh, the biggest issue, nobody else is saying this, but me, I've followed Bill Belichick and Nick Saban uh, for a while. They did this documentary a few years ago, and Nick Saban had an issue about, uh, and he was getting at guys like Kirby Smart taking his assistance away from the Patriot or from uh, Alabama to the University of Georgia. So, my thing is, uh, Belichick probably asked permission. Hey man, can I can I get a hold of? Can I bring back Bill O'Brien? Uh, we're having a lot of trouble up here uh, with the offensive coordinator. Uh, yada yada yada. Well, now it's came out today. Obviously, he's going to take the job. He's going to go back to New England and the uh, Dan Mullen, former Florida head coach and uh mississippi state head coach remember he coached Dak Prescott Dan Muller. I don't know why it didn't work out in florida you know uh florida essentially is a just a pressure cooker of a job guys if you want to look back at florida now that team Urban Meyer's there 5 years I want to say Steve Spurrier was only there like ten years. I thought he was there like twenty something years. This guy, ninety-one to two thousand one, total pressure cooker. I digress. So, I think that's what happened. Finally, things got working behind the scenes between Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. There's there's no bad blood there. There's respect there. Uh, so Bill O'Brien, O'Brien is actually from the Boston area originally. I did not know that until research in today's program. So Bill O'Brien's coming back to New England. Uh, you know, he worked in New England as a quarterback coach, offensive coordinator from 2007 to 2011. He's probably, guys, appreciated core Pickles. He's probably the most successful, air quote, Bill Belichick assistant to come out of his tree. Now, remember, guys, Mike Vrabel was not an assistant for Belichick. He simply was a linebacker for the New England Patriots in their early 2000 era. He's the current coach of the Tennessee Titans. Bill O'Brien has a record, a winning record with the New England, uh, with as a head coach here. And he's also pretty good with quarterbacks. You know, he has guys like uh, Deshaun Watson, Bryce Young, Uh, He even had Matt McGowan playing well at Penn State. Remember, he took a Penn State job right after the Jerry Sandusky scandal. Uh, Everything went off the cliff there in Penn State. Uh, Nobody wanted that job. Bill O'Brien takes the job. Does well, then about a year or two later, gets the Houston job. And like I said, he was one game above 500 in the Houston job. Things started to fall off when they asked him when the new owner's son, the owner died, Bob McNair, the owner's son asked him to be the general manager and the head coach. I knew that was going to be a disaster. Uh, You know, a year and a half later and and a couple of bad trades later, Bill O'Brien is completely fired. Goes to Alabama, coaches up Bryce Young. Uh, Bryce Young's probably going to be the, the number one overall pick, the Alabama quarterback or in the top five. He's probably not going to leave the top five. Uh, This is huge for uh, New England fans. By the way, Corey Pickles, you guys really like Keith Engel. uh, Big-time AFC East expert plus a huge Patriots fan. Uh, Keith Engel will be on the program 8.30 Eastern time tomorrow, 30 minutes into the program. Now, he's got another show he's going to do. I'm going to ask him about this, okay? Uh, Obviously, there was a major problem, folks, up in New England with the offense. Listen to these stats. After Josh McDaniel, the offensive coordinator, takes the head coaching job with the Raiders this year. This is uh, their quarterback's stats from his rookie year, Mac Jones, here. Talk about a follow-up. Mac Jones, quarterback, rookie year under Josh McDaniel, 22 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, uh, completion percentage. Uh, 67.6, very good completion percentage, uh, playing really well, playing like Rookie of the Year at one point. Uh, then Belichick, because uh, of his own ego, after uh, uh, Josh McDaniel leaves, he makes a former defensive coordinator the and a former special teams coach, co-offensive coordinators. Uh, the team did not make the playoffs this year. They did last year. They finished six and eight, and here's Mac Jones' stats: fourteen touchdowns, eleven interceptions. Got a little bit better there towards the end, but uh, there's obviously a problem. So now this is what I was gonna, you know, run by Keith tomorrow. So now you've got Bill O'Brien back in the house. Uh, is O'Brien? He's a little bit of a hothead as a head coach. I'm not like some of the things he said, but he is good with quarterbacks. He has shown to be good with quarterbacks. Uh, so I And he's a good play caller, a good schemer. Uh, if you look at this, look at the issues. Think about this, folks. I, I heard this this morning, and I had to go back and double-check the AFC East, right? So uh, Josh Allen's cap hit, the quarterback for Buffalo, is in that division. $39 million next year. That is huge. That is over that 12.6% that I talk about of the salary cap, which is going to be about $229 next year. Then you look at the Jets. God knows who the Jets are going to have at quarterback. Maybe they work out something to get Derek Carr. They got a fair defense. They're still questionable at head coach in Robert Salah. Uh, a lot of talent down in Miami, but can Tua stay healthy? Will they go after a 46-year-old Tom Brady? I don't know. So what does that open up the door for? Well, that opens up the door for a New England Patriots to get a real offensive coordinator back in the house, right? And then go out and get a. Um, they've got 59 million in cap space next year. You know, you go out, you get you a real offensive coordinator. You get this 59. Let me see what uh, this is very good news for Patriot fans because, you know, because time was passing on. I wasn't really sure, guys, if they were going to get this taken care of or not. Be honest with you. You know, this team has let's see. Let me double check here. Forty six and some change. Okay, I stand corrected. Forty six million dollars in cap space. Uh, You got Bill O'Brien back. You've got a uh, boatload of draft picks now. You know, not very high draft picks. You still got your first round. Uh, Belichick's good at stockpiling draft picks. Pass rush got a little bit better. Got above average offensive line. Got two good running backs you can rely on. Receiver is shady. Maybe you go after a, a DeAndre Hopkins, somebody like that. You got Bill O'Brien you got $39 million due to Josh Allen. That's going to weigh down the big kahuna in your division. You have a unstable Miami situation. Same being said for the Jets, who they did sweep last year. The Jets are moving on from Zach Wilson. So uh, if you're uh, a New England Patriot fan, you're starting to see some stability fall in now. Uh, I do think Mac Jones is a very hard worker. I do think that he is a... A quarterback that can be one, you can win with him. You just need the right kind of coaching around him. Uh, You need the right blueprint. Is he a super talent like Joe Burrow? No. Is anybody a super talent like Joe Burrow? No. uh, But he's, uh, yesterday I said on this program, I think Joe Burrow is a generational talent. He's the best all around quarterback in the league uh, as far as precision passes and team elevation. Yeah, and then Josh Allen's not too far, and Patrick Mahomes are not too far behind them. Outside of those guys, and maybe a, a coached-up Deshaun Watson, uh, maybe a Justin Herbert, maybe a Trevor Lawrence, uh, you still have, what, 20-something-other-plus quarterbacks in this league. Uh, there's another way to do it and, and it, and it's getting that quarterback squared away, getting him weapons, pass protection, coaching – and taking advantage of opportunities when they happen, and then you have a chance to win the Super Bowl. So uh, this is huge for the Patriots to get uh, Bill O'Brien, and it's big for uh, Bill, o- Bill Belichick to admit he's made a mistake. Now, the $64,000 question is, did Bill, o- Bill Belichick want to make this decision, or was Robert Kraft forcing him to say, you either hire a real offensive coordinator, I know I appreciate what you did for me and all the success you did for this team, but I'm going to have to move on, man. This is looking ridiculous up here. I think he probably stepped back and said, okay, made some mistakes here. Let's go out and get a real offensive coordinator. Let's get Bill O'Brien. So we are going to uh, find out what the situation is going to be now that things are starting to settle down a little bit. Uh, after Brady left, remember, there was a little bit of dead cap issue money there. That's kind of fallen off. They're going to have a good chunk of money, even though they did spend a lot of money a few years ago, really only hitting on pass rusher Matthew Judon. Uh, Hunter Henry's a decent tight end. They did hit on the running backs. The offensive line's fair. Uh Wasn't in love with Kendrick Bourne. He's flashy at times. Devontae Parker, hit and miss uh nelson aguilar he's another guy butterfingers he's hit and miss as well no real solid big time receiver they missed it Nikhil harry uh the guy that uh receiver out of arizona state because that was a belichick deal because he was friends with herm edwards from arizona state And the guy wasn't the best receiver in that particular draft. He was pretty much a bust for a second-round pick. He's no longer on the roster. I think he's with the Bears or something. I think they cut him or something of that nature. But anyways, this is very good news for the New England Patriots. I'm really curious of what uh, Keith Angle, who will, again, he'll be back on this program uh, tomorrow around uh, 7.30 Central, 8.30 Eastern Time. We're going to discuss the AFC East. I'm going to ask him about this big revelation today because, again, this has been in talks for weeks. The regular season has been over for a few weeks now. I was wondering what was going on behind the scenes there. Uh, Okay, so, yeah, Pickle says it was a power struggle between Robert Kraft and Bill uh, Belichick. Yes, that has been proven. Uh, Many stories have been writing about Bill Belichick, guys, that he was trying to uh, get rid of Tom Brady and keep Jimmy Garoppolo – Brady uh, stepped in, uh, forced his hand, uh, Robert Kraft, to trade Jimmy Garoppolo to San Francisco. That was widely reported there. Uh, They go on and win another Super Bowl, I think, or two. Tells you how crazy good Brady is. And then uh, when his money gets squared away, he leaves under sour grapes, goes to Tampa. And now Brady, by the way, just an update, talking about this soap opera, he says he's not sure what he's going to do. He's like, I don't know what the F I'm going to do. And he says it like that when Jim Gray asked him on his podcast. So we'll see how that plays out. That remains to be seen. That's why I said don't jump to conclusions just a day or two after the season's in, even a few weeks after the season ends, that that every all the chips are going to line up the way that they are. By the way, just a side note, everybody, I just read from Pro Football Talk before the program started that Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones both blew off their radio bites uh, yesterday and today. Uh, there's a, still a chance something could go down there with the uh, um, with the with the Cowboys, whether they fire their offensive coordinator Mike McCarthy. There's still a chance something could go down there. Uh, everybody's interviewing Dan Quinn for whatever reason. I don't know. I think he is. Defensive coordinator material, but my point is, don't assume that things are going to be status quo in any of these programs, uh, any of these teams, even a few weeks after the season ends. Again, like I told you all, I was in uh, on a vacation with my dad out in Florida, and he knocks on my hotel door. I'm still getting my stuff, you know, um, situated. And says, you know, uh, it's a week before the Super Bowl. He says the Titans just fired Jeff Fisher. That was a week before the Super Bowl. The season had already been ended for weeks. So you you just never know about these different moving elements here that could still develop. By the way, no coaches have been hired, folks. Uh, I mean, the Titans got another general manager, but no coaches. That was an interesting thing, too. Think about this. So the coaches that are still coaching this weekend coming up in the NFC-AFC Championship Games, maybe they're Big candidates for the Colts, who has not uh, been hired, the Carolina Panthers. I know there's a lot of reports. Sean Payton and Denver's talking. Uh, the Houston Texans do not have a coach. I mean, this is just a lot of craziness going on. I think I want to say for you all, not to get too far off, that I can't remember another time in history, of the NFL, where this many firings have happened, and there's still been. Weeks that have passed and zero coaches have been hired. Uh now I understand in the Arizona Cardinals situation, they had a general manager step down and, and they're they're filling that in. Now the Titans just moved off the general they and I'm gonna talk about Ron Carthon tomorrow. Interesting little story I read about him over the last few days. Uh so this is a lot of interesting stuff here going on here in the NFL. Uh, oh, thank, thank you, Linda. Good to see you. I'm glad to see you and Mac are doing well. I appreciate that. Uh, Dallas should have moved off Dak and Zeke. Yeah, yeah. Dax Prescott's uh, pickles his uh, cap hits 49 million dollars. And George, uh, that's George Jones. I just watched a, uh, a mini series on George Jones. By the way, good mini series. If you've got Showtime, folks. Uh, George and Tammy. Uh, the miniseries, six episodes of George Timmy now, why not? Very good, very good. very dramatic, but very good. Uh, but no, no, uh, Dak Prescott, Jared Jones, uh his his cap hits $49 million, and he's pulling out that 81-year-old hair right now. And Zeke Elliott, is Zeke Elliott, he's been overpaid for years, and we all know it. Okay, uh, Pickle says Brady kissed up to um Brady uh kissed up the crowd, went to the wedding. Yeah, yeah, that and you know he, he's up the value of the franchise. I mean, god it guys, you know, he won six Super Bowls with him. But uh uh Pickle says, uh uh power struggle there. Joe Burrow, yeah, a name of quality. Uh Joe Burrow is a unique special guy. Uh Pickle says, George and Tammy close to the truth. Yeah, really crazy stuff there. If you guys got the Paramount or if you have Showtime, really good stuff. Uh, Not to get too far off topic here, but all of you Breaking Bad fans, Bryan Cranston, uh, Walter White in Breaking Bad, your honor. it has got two seasons. I'm on season one. Very good show. He plays a judge in New Orleans. I'll keep it at that. A lot of drama. Well written. Did not think it was going to be this good. Very good show. Uh, Your Honor is the name of it. He plays a judge. He has hair. He don't. He's not bald like he is in Walter White. Uh, Brian Cranston. Uh, really good stuff there. Since we're getting the off season, right? We got to find something else to watch. Okay. Uh, so, so that's that's the update on that. Great move by the Patriots. Really curious to see what Keith has to say about that. Uh, you know, curious to see what their off is going to be about. But so far, A-plus, giving Bill O'Brien, Boston native, by the way, coming back home uh, to work with Bill Belichick and get their show on the road. I did not want to see Belichick go out with a whimper. A lot of respect for Bill Belichick. Didn't want to see somebody like of his status uh, uh, just continue to deteriorate the way he has. Uh, but they're they're going to bounce back, my prediction. Okay, speaking of Dallas Cowboys, a lot of former Cowboys all over the NFL uh, as far as working in broadcasting Daryl Johnson Daryl moose Johnson uh, he's fullback I want to say uh fullback for those uh he played with um, with Jim Jeff 92 93 Cowboys won a couple Super Bowls and the the time that I did watch this game that's unwatchable uh the Giants beat uh uh get totally destroyed by the Eagles. Uh, You know, he says something, and he made this comment, I want to say two or three times, that there's a big talent disparity between the two teams. You know, and he's talking about the Eagles are so much more talented when healthy than the Giants, beating the Giants 38-7. Like I stated before, folks, Howie Roseman, the general manager, uh, pro football talk. Had him listed as their executive year, my executive of the year, not even close, general manager of the Eagles. Uh, You know, not to mention last season, I mean, we all know about getting former Tennessee Titan A.J. Brown in a trade here for the 18th pick. Brown turned out to be a second-team All-Pro this past season. Also, they traded for a guy like C.J. Gardner Johnson, 25 years old, safety, in the promos career with the New Orleans Saints, gave up two late picks, fifth, sixth-round picks for Gardner Johnson here, and he ties the league in interceptions. Also, they signed a guy like Hassan Reddick from, I want to say he came from Detroit, 16 sacks this year. Uh, this guy, pro bowler, uh, James Bradbury, picked him up from the New York Giants, 29 years old. He was a cap casualty for then the, uh, ironically, the New York Giants. These are what the Eagles done just just this year, you know, and now they're listed as the best cornerback duel in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus and my opinion, just from what I see in the league. Uh, you say you saw those adjustments, you know? They, they uh, Howard Roseman a few years ago gets a guy like Jalen Hurts. Uh, he made the Pro Bowl this year as well, a second rounder. Uh, coming into his third year. So what people saying, why are you saying this? Because what I just said, what do I just said? I just said that Joe Burrow is a once in a generational talent. Not everybody can get Joe Burrow. But what you can do, what your general manager of your team can do, they can go out and make moves like a Howie Roseman. They can get uh uh they uh pay attention to websites like I do, uh, uh, spottrack.com, over to cap.com. Uh, of, of players that have that that are coming into contract years, that are in their prime, and 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 a team is busted on the salary cap, and they need to get rid of their players, like a Harry Roseman with a AJ Brown, because the Titans were paying Ryan Tannehill, an average quarterback. 30-something million dollars there, Carlos, and uh, you get a guy like a high-roseman swoop in and get a straight bargain, right? You know, uh, there's 31 other teams with possibly cap issues, like I was just saying. Took a gamble, and it paid off. And I will say this. Now, A.J. Brown, the reason why he's been traded, he wanted a lot of money, like $25 That's quarterback money. And uh, they, they set his contract up where this past season, not paying him a lot of money, not paying him a lot of money next year, but they will pay him a ton, $27 million in 24. And then, uh, but, you know, the guy's in his prime. Uh, you know, again, you get a guy like Hertz, second round pick, uh, not a lot of tangibles, undersized, uh, struggles to make his second read. Not the best footwork in the world, but his intangibles, tremendous leadership, tremendous team and uh, player, like a guy like a uh, Jim Jeffcoat said, uh, who recruited him while he was working as an assistant in Colorado. He was not exaggerating Jim Jeff Jeffcoat, and this guy uh, squats 600 pounds, hardworking guy, Jalen Hurts. You know, but uh, Nick Seriani said Friday or Saturday night, the Hurts is back 100%. He's saying that the guy brings a Michael Jordan-like elevation and energy to this Eagles team. So my thing is, not to mention that Howard Roseman also uh, got Darius Slate, second-round pick, been a pro bowler, uh, traded a second-round pick to Detroit, got a pro Bowl. So all these weren't drafted players. These were not drafted players. These were players that you, you, you see other teams in distress. Uh, you pick up. Uh, uh, players that are in their prime who are released for cap casualties. Uh, you, you get uh, you know, personality issues from other teams, but you see the, the player very talented. Uh, well, how Roseman did this team is sixth. This team is sixth in the most wins in the past 20 years, having guys like moderately talented guys like Donovan McNabb, and of course. Uh, 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 Jalen Hurts, not all world quarterbacks, not Patrick Mahomes, not Tom Brady, just just very solid players, but you can put a good team around him. He concentrated on the offensive line. He got the two cornerbacks. He could not draft the wide receiver right. So he goes out, uh, cause he did miss on Jalen Rager. He goes out and gets a guy like a A.J. Brown and knocks it out of the park. Uh, he surrounds a guy with, um, uh, two really good tight ends in Jalen Hurts at one time, Zach Ertz and, of course, Dallas Goddard. They traded Zach Ertz, get more draft capital there, and just keep the ball rolling. Right now, this team, they have the, the first-round pick, which is a top 12, I think, of the, of the New Orleans Saints. They're really cooking with gas right now. So that's a blueprint. That's a blueprint right there of success right there without having that great air quote quarterback that's all world just build everything around him and, and 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 use the patience to make those moves okay so people have questions here uh comments here uh daniels is not worth 15 million and saquon Bartley can be paid a scenario uh, some, uh paid a similar to mccartney panthers deal that's just bad business too yeah. Uh let's see. Anything else? Eagles are stacked. Yeah. Yeah. Derek Johnson, he's like, man, I, I you know, it's it's 38 to 7. And he's like, this is there, there is a talent disparity between these two teams. Okay. There, uh, there's no other way to put it. I'm not trying, and you never really hear that in the NFL. You hear that in college football. You hear that when Georgia beats the crap out of TCU 65-7. to You don't hear that in the NFL. You very rarely hear that in any professional sports because it's professional sports. But this guy's really cooked with gas now. They played the Giants. Let me give you that side of the story. They played the Giants, a team who did have a, a general manager who made a lot of bad decisions. Okay? Drafting... Number two overall pick, a running back in Saquon Barkley uh, just four or five years ago. Not 25, 30 years ago, like uh, maybe a Dallas going after an Emmett Smith or somebody. No, uh, Dave Gettleman, uh, uh, you know, he's formerly, he's fired. He retired or whatever. It, it probably forced him out. Either way, former Giants general manager signs a guy like a and somewhat of a problem. And a diva, and a headcase, and Odell Beckham. Then he trades him instead of just trading him, and and they have some, and they still have some bad uh, cap issues that that that, uh, that that are part of that deal that linger over on your cap. You see what I'm saying? So it really is, it is a big deal, folks, for your to have a good general manager. You know. And I'm going to talk about some stuff that I I read and heard some stories about the new Titans, you know, man. The guy could be a total bust. He may not be no good. But it's a big part of this league is having the right players that gel together, getting the right coach, putting the right system in there, and preferably speaking, getting an offensive-minded head coach, the way things are right now. But you got to really give that credit uh, to these guys. The, The flip side. Okay, Daniel Jones. Again, when I was talking about Daniel Jones on the Mac and Jack and Jim Jeffcoat show, all right? Now, if you're signing Daniel Jones or want to sign Daniel Jones at the end of the season, Carlos, you got to look at these stats that they did against the uh, Minnesota Vikings, who are about 30th in total defense, okay? Uh, This is Daniel Jones against the Vikings. Uh, 24 for 35, 300 yards, two touchdowns. He ran for 78 yards, looks all-world, had a a rating of 114.1. But you also have to average what he does against teams in your own division, like this all-world Eagles team. Uh, 15 for 27, 135 yards, no touchdowns, one interception, five sacks, Uh, a QBR of 11.4 and a rating of 53.8. He ran six times for 24 yards. The team loses 38-7, to totally ran off the field. So you have to average the good and the bad and come up with an average for a guy like Daniel Jones. And going back to your comment earlier, uh, Carlos, you're saying would you – Fifteen million is too much money. Carlos says Daniels is not worth fifteen million, and Saquon Barkley cannot be paid a similar to McCaffrey and the Panthers. No, of course not. Um, I offer Barkley a very conservative contract—you know, eight to ten million, something of that nature—and put that incentive base, or I'll let him walk. Quite frankly, I just let him walk anyways. He's a running back. You could find running backs in draft. Well, I was telling people this years ago about Derrick Henry. Uh, they would have had a better team around. You, you could find running backs in the draft, folks. Uh, Joseph Adai, does that number? Does that name ring a bell to anybody? Who who the bleep is Joseph Adai? Joseph Adai was the running back drafted after the Colts let Edron James walk and go to the Arizona Cardinals in 2007. 2006, right, going into 2007, okay, Uh, Adrian James walks the Colts draft a guy named, out of LSU, Joseph Adai. What happens? He leads this team. He's their lead running back when they win the Super Bowl the very next year. There's your running back. There's your running back argument right there in a nutshell. You know, I cannot tell people this at work. They don't understand the facts and figures. You can replace running backs. People's like, well, I can't believe that uh, uh, the Carolina Panthers got rid of, uh, you know, uh, Christian McCaffrey. Well, he wasn't in the right system. He was hurt all the time. He was hurt more than he was playing. They were playing him uh, as a running back, as a power guy when he was really a flex out kind of guy, a guy in space. Uh, some call it a scat back. You could play a little bit of slot with him. You could play him on the outside. You have to have his own block and running scheme like what he runs through now. He's perfect. Uh, you get a team like a, a uh, 49ers, that had some cap room, and the Niners now have a shot to get back to the Super Bowl. Uh, good fit for them. Paying this guy $16, $17 million a year when that contract was signed, I said, that is a crazy contract. It's not going to work. I'm right again. Don't pay running backs, okay? I have came to the, to the conclusion you want to maybe pay one wide receiver here, one of them, just to get that person replaced and move off of him, okay? Uh, Stephon Diggs walked out of the locker room today or Sunday after the beatdown here. Didn't change his uniform or nothing. Didn't listen to the post-game speech or nothing. Uh, that's the same Stefan Diggs uh, that, that that was pouting on the sideline for the Minnesota Vikings when he did not get the ball enough throw to him when they're winning a game. Uh, that's another thing. When you, when you pay a guy, when you pay a player, particularly a skill player, uh, you, you have to measure up how much is this player going to be a diva after they get this next contract? An Antonio Brown, a uh, Stefan Dix, uh uh Terrell Owens. Is this player gonna be like that? Or, or is this player gonna be very low-key through their job? You're not even gonna know they're gonna they're there, but they they're rock solid. Larry Fitchdale, Andre Johnson, Anquan Bolden, those type of guys. A big thing is measuring personalities in the NFL. Even a Mike Irvin, he got in trouble off field, I know, but he wasn't one of these guys that was a this, a detriment to the locker room. He never really complained about uh, not getting the ball when they're winning, you know, the way Charlie Sheen would say it. He was all about winning, you know, Michael Irvin. But when you're uh, winning. Big and still complain about getting the ball. You're a you guy, you're not a we guy, you're a me guy, you know. Uh, and pickles says, Lacking integrity, you know. Uh, pickle, uh, lots of money. Uh, yeah, pickles members, LSU, Joseph Adai. And I was thinking, they're not going to win it without Adrian James. I was buying into the hype, right? No, they won the Super Bowl. They, they yeah, they, they won the Super Bowl. But so you have to look at this again. If you're stuck with a guy like uh, Daniel Jones, you have to say, we'll make you the highest paid guy, but we're not going to pay you what Dallas down there is paying Dak Prescott and being frustrated. We want that Super Bowl ring. Okay, we will give you uh, $18 and the rest incentives, snapped incentives, games played incentives. Uh touchdown interception QBR incentive at the end of the season. Uh playoff uh, uh uh appearance incentive. Uh each playoff game, you win, you get another incentive. Uh it goes up to because none of this stuff counts against the cap. See, Brady made forty-four million dollars one year. They won the Super Bowl, but his his cap hit was like twenty something. It was in the twenty it was way, it was under that twelve percent, that twelve point six. You know, but you, you look at a guy like that, Prescott's $49 million next year. You know, uh, it, it, that's not good. It's not good. 60 uh, something million is what uh, Aaron Rodgers was saying about the uh, the Packers. He's like, we got to do something about that. They're not going to pay me that amount of money. So, uh, th- and that's another story in its own. I didn't even make any notes on that, folks. But, you know, it, it, it shows you, like I said, how Roseman with the Eagles got one Super Bowl uh, a few years ago in 2017 with a guy with Carson Wentz and Nick Foles, combination of quarterbacks. And now they're possibly got a really good shot to get back to the Super Bowl with a second-round pick who was often doubted, who was often doubted and uh, his um uh draft process in Jalen Hurts. So, going around just paying people randomly, uh handing out contracts, you got you got to pay the right people. Going back to last year's Super Bowl, who were the people that got paid? Well, uh Aaron Donald, best defensive tackle, pressure up the middle on the quarterback. Cornerback Jalen Ramsey, they finally got the quarterback later, but you can see those are left tackle, had a good left tackle. Now, he's retired now, at Whitworth, but that's where your money was going. You know, corner, pass rusher, left tackle. Now, again, if you got a guy like Joe Burrow, you throw all that out the window because he's a generational player. How many Joe Burrows are out there? Less than five. Less than five in the NFL. You know, most people's going to get a Jalen Hurts kind of talent. Nothing against Jalen Hurts. Just saying. And uh Pickle says should move off before the draft. Yeah, and we'll see what happens. If that's a good story to follow. And I'm out of Nashville and people saying, like, man, won't the Titans do this for Rogers? The Titans are like 20 million over. What are they gonna what are they gonna give? I mean, maybe a third round pick? Because you still got to take the guy's salary on. Then you're gonna have to cut Peter to pay Paul. I don't see how the Titans do it. It's just not. So good scope, bad scope, switching transition here. Uh, good scope. Calling San Francisco rookie uh, for San Francisco rookie quarterback Brock Purdy to get a win over the uh, vet quarterback Dak Prescott. A lot of people did not agree with me last week. They did. They uh, very, very good. Uh, Dak Prescott, two interceptions. Brock Purdy, zero interceptions. A natural fit with the San Francisco 49ers will likely play Sunday against the Eagles with uh whatever happens to Jimmy Garoppolo according to Cal Shanahan. Uh Brock Purdy will play over Garoppolo even on the road in the in the rough environment of the Philadelphia Eagles. Bad scope. Man, was I way off on the Bills. I did not see the Buffalo Bills guys losing by 17 points at home in the snow to a team with two, three backup offensive linemen. I did not see it. And then on top of that, I didn't see him only scoring 10 points. Uh, again, Josh Allen's cap number is going to be 39 million next year. Sean McDermott, as of to right now, is still the head coach. They need an offensive-minded head coach. They haven't fixed the running game or created a running game since Josh Allen has been uh, the quarterback there since 2018, uh, their window may have closed. The Buffalo Bills really screwed this thing up. Uh, so that was a bad scope. They were my preseason team to win the Super Bowl like a lot of people, and I also picked them to win last week. And, man, did I get destroyed. Mm. But going back to a good scope, I'm 8-2 and two in the playoffs. It's the best I've ever had. Um, most of those were picking favorites, I will say that, but I did pick a few upsets like Jacksonville beating, uh, this LA Charger team, and I did, uh, call for the Giants to knock out the favored, uh, Minnesota Vikings, who proved to be a fraud. Bad scope. Thinking the Eagles would underachieve with Jalen Hurts and new acquisition A.J. Brown because he struggled to make his second reads, even coming up to last year. The guy's just a hard worker. He proved me wrong. I just mentioned the pro bowlers. I just mentioned the Michael Jordan comparison his coach gave to on his team. Uh, They got a shot at the Super Bowl and a really good shot to get there come next Sunday, this coming up Sunday again. Okay, so bad on me, uh, underestimating the Philadelphia Eagles. Good scope saying Minnesota was a fraud. then Dan, Daniel uh, Jones looks all world in that win, only to look below average against the mostly healthy Eagles team. We just talked about that. Um, be careful where you hand out big money to average quarterbacks. You don't want to go over the top with any of the quarterbacks. I don't care how the good they are, but particularly an average quarterback. You know, appreciate that, Cor. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, pickle says go Niners. Uh, the, a lot of us that that listen to Jamie Pags, we don't want to hear him brag another week. Uh, that would be historic, though. If can Brock Pretty go on the road and beat the Eagles in the Eagles' house? They're a little bit soft in the middle, uh, and that's where uh, they, uh, defensively, that's where the 49ers are strong in the middle. George Kittle, they have a Good running game with with a uh um Christian McCaffrey I just mentioned it, Debo Samuel. So they can make this thing interesting. I'm gonna have to give you, a, of course, we'll break that down uh, Friday with Mad New Yorker Chavez. For the record, the Eagles are a two and a half-point favorite against the 49ers. Okay, in other news, by the way, the story about. Uh, Josh Heupel, I'll probably get to tomorrow. University of Tennessee coach. Got an extension today. Didn't get time to get to that. But here's what I did get time to get to. Uh, Shannon Sharp. I mean, golly. What are you thinking, man? Shannon Sharp, former former, uh, Denver Bronco, won two Super Bowls, I want to say, with John Elway. Uh, Won another Super Bowl with the 2,000 Ravens at the expense of the Tennessee Titans. One of my favorite tight ends of all time. Uh, Really good player, really solid, one of the greatest. I think he's already a Hall of Famer. Uh, I want to say I remember his brother speaking at his Hall of Fame, and, you know, Shannon Sharp, uh, uh, Sterling, he says my brother was better than me, and I thought, yeah, your brother was, I remember I was only—I very young, but Sterling Sharp, who played with the uh, Green Bay Packers, was off the hook. He got a really bad injury. Uh, he I think the doctor said he could be crippled if he gets hit a certain way again, so he had to retire. Uh, brother hangs in there, uh, gets, an MV, uh, gets a Hall of Fame, has a Hall of Fame career. So I don't know if you all got to see this, but Sharp... Uh, was not sharp on Friday night. I mean, the guy's 54 years old, and I'm reading this off of uh, – this is all over the internet. This happened Friday, but this is a football show primarily. I'm going to talk well, – it's a big sports story show. Um, but, you know, when you got playoffs going on, uh, you know, the stories like this get secondary, second nature. So, 54, check this out. Sterling Sharp was in attendance in Friday's Lakers-Grizzlies game – at Crypto.com Arena where T. Morant, that's the father of Ja Morant, had to be separated from one another at halftime. In footage, this is what it says, in footage of the incident, uh, Grizzlies wing Dylan Brooks appeared to yell in the direction of the Hall of Famer who shouted back Brooks' teammate. Steven Adams later approached Sharp, who was sitting courtside. T. Morant, the father of Ja, Uh, Also made his way towards Sharp, who appeared to be exchanging words. Both parties spoke with security uh, in the team's arena tunnel following a heated incident and returned to their seats for the second half. Uh, Sharp and T. Morant embraced at the conclusion of the third quarter. Okay. Uh, The video looks bad. You're 54 years old. You're on the national platform, and what what are you doing getting worked up at a basketball game like that, even if it was um, – I don't think this was a, uh, a stunt that they uh, – because it just looks bad. It looks stupid, you know. It looks really bad. So he did say an uh, apology on his show – I think this was yesterday – Listen up, Sterling Sharp, but listen what the name that he does not mention in this apology. Just Sterling Sharp on uh, FS1 Monday.
1: Um, At the Lakers game, I want to apologize for my behavior. Um, You know, guys, I've preached for the last six and a half years, responsibility and accountability. And I take full responsibility for what transpired. It does not matter what Dylan Brooks said or how many times he said it me being the responsible person, me having the platform that I have and having so many people look up to me, I was wrong. I should have lowered the temperature in the arena. Instead, I turned the temperature up and I let it get out of hand. And I want to apologize to a few people. First of all, I want to apologize to the Lakers organization, Jeannie Buzz, the Buzz family, I apologize for any harm or unwanted attention that I brought to your organization. I want to apologize to the fans that were in attendance and the fans that watched on television because that's not what you paid for and that's not what you tuned in to watch. Shannon Sharp should have been mentioned as as someone that was at the game, not someone that let his emotions run hot and get out of hand during the game. I want to apologize to the Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies, uh, organization, and fans, I am sorry. More specifically, I want to apologize to Dylan Brooks. He is a fierce competitor and seeing him up close i get a sense of why he is what he is and how he's wired the way he's wired bro i apologize i wish you the best of luck the, uh, the rest of the season and continued success Ja, it was a privilege and an honor to watch you up close and personal skip and i talk about you a lot of times but to see what you do the way you're able to elevate lead the floor, contort your body and finish at the rim is 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 unbelievable and, and extremely impressive and i want to apologize to you. I also want to apologize
0: to my... To my family. Yada, yada, yada. Well, okay, so that's what you just heard what he said. This is what the article says, all right? T. Morant, where he and T. Morant, the father of the Grizzly star, Ja Morant, had to be separated. He did not say I apologize to T. Morant. No apologies for T. Morant, all right? I mean, and again, you let your emotions get the best of you, okay? Just a few weeks ago, during the Mar Hamlin situation where, you know, the player for the Buffalo Bills, that's why this game was canceled and played. Long story short, but that, that game got canceled. Uh, the NFL game was canceled uh, because Hamlin, uh, freak accident, had the heart attack. Had to have CPR done on his field. The Buffalo Bill player. Well, his co-host Skip Bayless on the Undisputed Show said that you know uh, this is a big game. We really got to continue the game. He doesn't even show his emotion. Think about it. Uh, you've got former players threatening Skip Bayless. This and his co-hosts don't even show up to work to debate Skip Bayless because he thought that comment. Skip and Bay- I don't agree with Skip Bayless, but I'm just saying it's his opinion. His opinion, like Jason Whitlock would say, why are you let your emotion? Are you a woman? You know that's what Whitlock was getting at. You know you got to stay more grounded. Let's be the adult in the room. You know, uh, let's be the one with the <laughs> laugh off when someone has a little banner it with you. At the basketball game, again, you're 54, you're not 14. Uh, you're supposed to take the higher ground. Uh, but he he didn't even show up to work. And then he does this, and I, you know, like I, I thought it was staged at first, and then apparently it was real, and nothing happened. He just makes a fool out of himself, man. You know, and some are saying maybe he's trying to push himself out of the Fox contract uh and get off the show with, with Skip Bayless. Either way, it's just a bad look for uh, Shannon Sharp. I mean, you, you, I thought you were sharper Nat, that. Uh, I think he's funny sometimes. I think he's genuine at, at times. But, I mean, come on, man. I mean, you're arguing with a 25-year-old and Dylan Brooks, and now you're arguing with the guy's dad. I mean, we just had an incident, folks, at the beginning of the year where um, – This guy was a cornerback, and his name is slipping my mind, folks. But he played in the NFL. He's my age, maybe a year or two younger. Uh, This guy's my age, and his brother shoots a guy at a kid's pee-wee game, a referee, and kills him at the kid's peewee game. You know, I mean, it's sports. It's not that serious. You know, there's so much serious stuff going on in this world. Uh, Pick- Pickle says, Skip Bayless, most useless, uh, broadcaster in sports. Yeah, he, he's not good. Uh, John Morant twice the player LBJ is today. Uh, Shannon Sharp was running that big mouth. Yeah, I mean, why? Why was he? I mean, that's really ridiculous. Jamie Pags forced, uh, intro of the football game. <laughs> that was from earlier with Carlos said. But I just thought that was interesting how Skip Bayless and our Skip, our Shannon and maybe he's doing it for the show. I don't know. It's not a good look though. It's not a good look, man. I mean, this is not wrestling where stuff like that is staged. You know, the little arguments and scrimmages. But uh, again, folks, tomorrow I will have Keith ingo in tomorrow. From TGI Sports, I'm going to ask him about this great move by the Patriots here to real Bill O'Brien back in as their offensive coordinator. They got a little bit of money. They got some stability. Their competition is starting to get uh, cash strapped there. Well, at least their biggest one in, in the Buffalo Bills, right? And uh, let, let's let's see what they're going to do with this second run here. So anyways, folks. I'll be back on tomorrow, same time, same place. Again, if you like the show, please share the show, okay? Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll be back tomorrow here on Sports Scope.